Everyone, welcome back to Inside Gaming Daily for Friday. Yes! Half-Life Friday! Yes! Yes! Actually, Half-Life Friday. Finally, it's time to talk about Half-Life. After years and years and years, we yeah. can say years like 13 times, I guess? Oh, yeah. yeah, we finally got a new sneak peek at a new Half-Life game just yesterday. Yeah, the game is called Half-Life Alex, and as Valve describes it, it's set between the events of Half-Life and Half-Life 2. In the game, Alex Vance and her father Eli mount an early resistance to the Combine's brutal occupation of Earth. Valve says the game will be released in March of next year, but here's the catch. It's only on VR. Uh, and will it be enough to get you to shell out a big bunch of cash on a VR rig? Yes. Oh, all right, well, we're good. That Let's answers that. Weekend. It may not be Half-Life 3, but it's what fans have been waiting for for years of Valve returning to the universe that they created. Finally. Yeah, and more than that, it's Valve making video games again. Real games, not just card-battling moneymakers. <laughs> well, theoretical moneymakers artifact was actually kind of a dud. Back to the new Half-Life game, that feels so good to say. Brian, you got any scoops on this new Half-Life bad boy? Yeah, so the main thing that happened was that Valve, I mean, this had been rumored for a while that it was coming, but Valve made it official yesterday with an announcement trailer. It looked great. The graphic, the voice acting, the graphic, the graphics, the voice <laughs> This is the Half-Life logo, it's really good. That one graphic looked great. Even the floating hands didn't bother me. The VR floaty hands that usually kind of take me out of it, they looked really cool. So yeah, even the fan response has been overwhelmingly positive. Kind of shocking for a VR exclusive. Yeah. Uh, I was still the number one trending video on YouTube as of this morning. Not just gaming YouTube, all of YouTube. The world just generally as a blanket statement cares about Half-Life. Yeah. Favorite YouTube comment about the game was from, wait for it, Josh, who wrote, when your ex becomes significantly hotter and you're not sure if you should go back. I've never experienced that in my life. My man speaks from experience there. That's some personal <laughs> yeah, Over on the main game subreddit, user no fun in band wrote, <laughs> Connor? We found his Reddit. It's so nice just to see familiar Half-Life things, hearing familiar Half-Life sounds. I'm so glad it's finally happening, even if it's a prequel. Do you remember the first time you saw the Combine and they walked around that corner and said, They come around that corner <laughs> yeah, so this shows that gamers haven't forgotten about Half-Life, despite it being 12 years since mm -hmm. Half-Life 2, Episode 2. So why is Valve making this exclusively on VR? Mm -hmm. And why did they make a prequel instead of Half-Life 3? Yeah, well, the gang explained themselves in a recent interview with uh, Jeff Keighley. Real, real friend of the show. Uh, everyone's a friend of the show nowadays. Uh, yeah, they made it very clear that the game was intentionally built around VR and its mechanics to try to stretch the technology to its limits. Uh, Brian, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so one of the people that that Keeley talked to is Valve's Dario Casali. And Dario said they would actually love to be delivering a version of this that you can play with a mouse and keyboard. But he said, basically as they went through the development, they realized that the mechanics in VR wouldn't be possible on a traditional PC. Uh, Casali said the game began as an exploration of VR and the more we used the VR controllers and the headset, we realized the amount of interactions, the amount of possibilities these things give us. The more we explored it and the more we realized that there's so much opportunity that we can't really translate back to the keyboard. And that makes sense. I mean, Valve's always yeah. been behind that notion that the next Half-Life game won't come when they want it to. It'll come when the technology's progressed enough that they can tell the story that they want. I mean, Half-Life 2 only existed because now they could, you know, what the Source Engine make these realistic yeah. physics puzzles, and they didn't really care about making Half-Life 2 until that <laughs> vision was possible. Damn, yeah, that's some good-ass analysis right there. So yeah, I mean, if the if the Half-Life 2 was about the gravity gun, essentially, I mean, if this new game is about the gravity gloves or whatever, then kind of have to trust them. Yeah, so he said that there are interactions in the game that simply can't be done with a mouse and keyboard, like peeking through a door, throwing a grenade, and then closing it. Yeah, you definitely can't throw a grenade with a mouse and keyboard. Isn't that like a key mechanic in... <laughs> 
Black Ops 4 or something? Yeah, but like you can't bang your finger in the door and then wave it around and then suck on it. On another example, you can use a door for cover while also leaning in to shoot up a room. Also also a mechanic you could do in a lot of games. I think it's in, again, Black Ops 4. <laughs> yeah, that's like a Am Rainbow Six Am I thinking of a different siege? game? But... Yeah, to translate it to a mouse and keyboard, he said they'd have to, quote, ship a game that's missing a lot of those interactions. And they were playtesting so well that we didn't feel like that was a good idea. Yeah, so they clearly feel like the game would be fatally compromised if it releases on anything other than VR. VR, I still like the idea of it. I don't know, just having to be locked in one place, no matter what, how cool the like grabbing and shooting mechanics are, it's something really frustrating about just being locked down to one location or having to like point and click to move. And for like hours and hours, I don't know. It just feels very intense. The cynic in me wants to say that this is, you know, just an excuse for them to push their thousand dollar tech into your mm -hmm. living room. But honestly, really, they could also just be using Half-Life as a way to give VR a boost into the mainstream. I mean, what better way to get your, you know, thousand dollar machine in people's homes than attaching it to such a well-known franchise as Half-Life. Yeah, Brian, what's going on with VR right now? So VR has been around forever and the technology has had a resurgence over the last few years, but it's never fully broken through to the mainstream. Valve might be banking on the popularity of Half-Life to do that. You might also remember though, they used Half-Life 2 to help launch a little storefront called Steam. Back in 2003, it was the first one to require installation of Steam to play. It worked out pretty well ultimately, but people did hate that at the time. So Valve has been big into VR for a while now, so it makes sense that they're trying to throw their weight behind it. Yeah, the Valve team told Keeley that they wanted to make a big VR title for fans and that this is a fully featured full length game, not a mini version like we've seen with some other VR ports. Yeah, Walker told IGN that it's about the same length as Half-Life 2, which ran about 13 to 15 hours. Hmm, still though, if you don't already have a VR setup, then uh, it's gonna cost you a lot of coin to play this game. Oof. Yeah, uh, the game will be compatible with any VR headset that runs off your gaming PC. Sorry, uh, PSVR fans. Uh, so <laughs> Oculus Quest, HTC Vive, and Windows Mixed Reality, and of course, the Valve Index, which will only run you $1,000. Yeah, you'll need a headset oh. and a decent gaming PC, which that adds up to a lot of money. So is, is any of this just worth it for one game? I mean, Brian, what's your take on this? I don't know, even if Alex is great, that's one game. It doesn't mean that other developers are gonna follow suit and make more great games for VR. So at this point, it's just not clear that the install base is there yet. But then again, sometimes all it takes is one game to turn the tide and Half-Life definitely has the pedigree to maybe bring VR into the masses. Yeah, there've uh, been other alleged VR must-buy games in the past, like who can forget Astrobot Rescue Mission, but a new Half-Life is totally in a league of its own. Yeah, also if you played Half-Life back in the day, you're at least in your 20s now. At Older, least, right? yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so maybe you've got a little disposable income these days. Here's a great opportunity for us to finally dispel the myths around our age. Hey Brian, how old are you? 43. Hey Patrick, how old are you? 31. And I was born in 1992. You do the math. As for why they didn't make <laughs> Half-Life 3, well, they talked about that too. Uh, yeah, after laughing uncomfortably, Robin Walker of Valve admitted that they started the project back in 2016. The idea of Half-Life 3 was a terrifyingly daunting prospect. He added that, I think to some extent, VR was a way that we could fool ourselves into believing we had a way to do this. My heart just swelled. Yeah. And he compared VR to the gravity gun in Half-Life 2, saying that it was a tentpole that they could wrap everything around. Yeah, so they could focus on VR innovation rather than being terrified at the prospect of making Half-Life 3. Yeah, at this point, it sounds like a hot potato that nobody wants. Yeah, overall, it sounded like they just weren't interested in making another traditional Half-Life. Instead, they wanted to use VR to push the gameplay forward and make something new. And that's also not to say that they won't make another traditional Half-Life. Maybe this is just a good way to dip their little toes into the water that they've been out of for 12 years. Maybe this is a good way to get the team fired up to make a new actual Half-Life game. Brian, who's working on the game? Yeah, so it's kind of a mix of people. Walker told IGN that the game has been built by a mix of people that included 
included veterans of previous Half-Life games, as well as others who are new to Valve. Interestingly, he said that some former members of the studio Campo Santo, which made Firewatch, are on the team that made Alex. Walker said that one of the things that excites us about our game is that we've been able to use that combination of past experience and fresh perspective to build something that feels like Half-Life, but doesn't feel dated. Another cool thing to note, a set of Source 2 tools for building new levels will be available for the game. And Valve's level authoring tool Hammer has been updated with all the game's virtual reality gameplay tools. That could be a huge deal. I mean, Gmod became like a world shattering, yeah. shaking thing that made other new games, you know, very successful. And so maybe this is the new generation of that. Gonna be some pretty cool player made mods for this for sure. That's a guarantee. Yeah, I think Counter-Strike started as a mod mm -hmm. too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it all sounds really cool. But again, this is targeting a very small percentage of gamers, those who have VR. So the question now is, will Half-Life Alex be a system seller for VR the way that Tetris was for the OG Game Boy or Final Fantasy VII was for the PlayStation? It's such a huge requirement if you did, like if you if you wanted to play Final Fantasy VII, you bought one PlayStation. In this case, you have to buy a pretty good gaming PC. Then you have to buy a minimum of $400 of VR gear. So I, and there's just not a whole lot of other stuff that really justifies the price. Yeah, but I mean, if you do go back to the 80s, Brian, you were alive here. You can maybe back me up on this. Accounting for inflation, Game Boy was basically that same amount, right? They weren't that much. No, they no. were just, I feel like they were a couple hundred bucks. I mean, that's like $20,000 in 1982 money, right? I bought like a Game Boy Color when I was a kid. Pretty sure I could afford it as a child with like mowing lawns. Yeah, he's from oil money. I'm not from goddamn oil money. The original Game Boy launched in 1989 for a mere 89.99. There you go. What was Game Boy Color? 69.99, nice. Nice. Fuck all y'all. Oh, I'm not going anywhere, baby. Hey everyone, welcome to Instagram for Friday. That's right, it's Friday. Yes! I tried to imitate him as much as I could. Oh, it's kind of like a Darth Vader. Vader says no. We're in the middle of the Steam summer sale, which should be a good thing, right? Yeah, discounted games and lots of long summer hours to play them. It's really the best time of year. Ah, well, there's all kinds of drama surrounding the sale, and it's caused lots of people to delete games from their wish list. 